the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. As a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Larry Rosenthal in studio somewhere here. Sort of, sort of, kind of. Well, Welcome. good morning, Chris, and how are you today? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. <laughs> Not quite in studio, but, no, but still live on the air. How's that? Definitely sound? live and in broadcast color today. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. In a, in a, in a undisclosed location, as Bob always likes to say. Yep. How's that sound? That works right? for me. <laughs> but the show must keep going on, and that's a good thing. Yep. That's a good thing. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense. My name's Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA, 105.1 FM in the D.C., Baltimore area, as well as our listeners across the nation, coast to coast and border to border, Chris, as you always like to say. See the shiny sea. Yep, Sirius XM Family Talk Channel 131. Well, it is Open Mic Saturday, and we're here to serve. We want to serve you with any answers to your questions that you may have. Open Mic Saturday means there's no holes barred, no questions barred. Give us a call with any of your financial planning, investment questions, taxes, mortgages, insurance, the economy, the Fed, what's going on in your 401k plans. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3. Three one two three eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Phone lines are open. Give us a ring with any questions at all. <clears throat> well, let's take a look at it. The markets this past week have pushed up about five percent. What does that mean? Why? Why all of a sudden? Why now? Why not three months ago? Right? Does this mean that the the bear market is over? Does this mean that this is another head fake? a little bear market rally, or could this be the start of the markets repairing themselves over time? What is it? Let me pose this question out there, Chris, or maybe it's more of a statement. It's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than to buy a fair company at a wonderful price. 
Think about that for a second, right? It's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. So let's give the backdrop of this real quick. We're going to take a look here at what we would call P.E. ratios, price-to-earnings ratios. And that is a measurement on the way you can gauge whether or not a stock is overvalued, undervalued, or fairly valued, right? So if we take a look at where the stock market is, and by the stock market, I mean the S&P 500, where it is today, it is slightly below the last 25-year average P.E. ratio. So, so when you take a look at these publicly traded companies on the stock exchange, the S&P 500, about 500 of them or so, and you ask yourself, you know, are these wonderful companies? Are these companies that have real earnings, real balance sheets? Well, there are some of them out there that have very solid balance sheets, and there are some of them out there that, you know, they're kind of struggling a little bit. But if you take a look at the overall scenario, how are stocks priced today? Stocks are priced perfectly fair. They're right in line with the last 25 years price-to-earnings ratio figures. They're not undervalued by too much, and they're certainly not overvalued. So you have that set of data sitting there. And then you also have another set of data. You have the fact that the Fed is continuing to tighten down and and slow down the economy in order to bring down inflation. Well, let's take a look at some of the reports on inflation. We've seen inflation at 9.1 in June, 8.5 in July, 8.3 in August, and 8.2 in September. Some people are saying, yeah, it's tracking downward, but not as much. Other people are saying, well, maybe it's plateaued. Maybe the theme is this now. Possibly, and there's no guarantee to this, but possibly maybe we've seen peak inflation in our rearview mirror now. So now we have stocks that are priced perfectly fair. We have possibly peak inflation in our rearview mirror now. And now all of a sudden, a lot of the people that were saying in March and May and June, the Fed needs to tighten, the Fed's way behind the, the curve, the Fed needs to get on, on top of all this. Now a lot of them are saying, hey, hey, the Fed's maybe gone far enough. Maybe it's time for the Fed pause to hit. So let's look at the, the data coming forward to us now. We've got a Fed meeting coming up November 2nd. Most likely, we're going to get 75 basis points raised, right, on the Fed fund rate. Then we've got the December meeting, January and March. At some point, and we don't know when it's going to be, but at some point, the Fed can't keep raising forever and ever. They're going to have to take a pause. And when the Fed stops and takes a pause and says, okay, boys and girls, we're going to pause on our interest rates right now, and we're going to see what the data looks like going forward the next couple months or so, what do you think is going to happen in the market knowing that stocks are fairly priced, okay, perfectly priced, I should say, and the fact that there's $1.01 trillion of excess money on the sidelines right now. What a buying opportunity, because in the end of the day, it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. And that's the theme going forward at this particular point in time. Okay, I had a question the other day from someone. He's, he's putting money in his retirement plans at his job. He's in his late 40s. 
And he said, you know, with the market down right now, should I still be putting money into my 401K? And I explained to him exactly this. Every time you're putting money into your retirement plan today, you're buying more and more shares per dollar than you did last December when you put the same amount of money in. And the secret here is the acquisition of shares. You want to obtain as many shares as possible. Get those shares. People that are reinvesting dividends back into their portfolios now are acquiring more shares at a lower price than they were just 10, 12 months ago. Okay? So where are we in the scheme of this thing? When is this going to end? When will the markets repair? You know, there's no guarantee as to the date, but at some point down the road they will. Once inflation starts to break, once we start to see that, and it's a very interesting scenario when you study up, are we in a recession? Are we moving to a recession? What are all the recession indicators and things like that? When you take a look at them, a lot of them are still not showing recession. But even if we are in a recession or even if we do move into a recession, this recession could be a very short-lived and shallow one, okay? Bottom line is this, start thinking at this particular point as the Fed moves month by month closer to that pause about acquiring these shares and or staying invested inside your portfolios. Very important, okay? You do not want to miss this rebound, okay? Now, does this mean that the markets are all coming back next week? No, not at all. It's not what I'm saying. I expect to see more volatility over the next several weeks, few months until we see this. But it's coming at some point down the road. It's coming, and you need to be prepared not to miss it. So, so that's kind of what's going on in the markets these last few days. Stocks are perfectly priced considering the last 25 years of P.E. ratios. And, again, far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than it is a fair company at a wonderful price. No doubt about it. Hey, give us a ring this morning. Chime in. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. And also on the earnings front, real quick, before we take a break, Chris, on the earnings front, you know, when, when, when you get past all of the Fed activity, once we get past all of this at some point down the road, things will revert back to fundamentals. And the fundamentals are corporate earnings. Right now, blended earnings, which are companies that have already reported, about 20% of the S&P 500 companies have reported so far through October for their third quarter earnings, which, is, which compares third quarter of 2021 over third quarter 2022. So blended earnings is the existing companies that have reported plus the estimates of other companies that haven't. Blending er, blended earnings are showing up 1.4% with sales up 8.8% as compared to this time last year. So corporate earnings are still coming in reasonably strong, okay? That's the number one reason why people buy stock to begin with. So you're taking a look at that. And then the other issues here on 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 uh, uh, on the docket numbers-wise are bond yields. It looks like bond yields are still rising, but where are they going to peak? Are the bond yields ahead of the Fed raises? Okay, some people are saying that they are. So the 10 years floating, flirting with four and a half percent, which is a pretty tight scenario right there. So we'll wait and we'll see how that that plays out. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to get uh, some updated numbers from the IRS and the 2023 tax code. So give us a ring this morning, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a call. 
We're back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. of domestic abuse cost over $8 billion a year in the United States alone and contributes to homelessness, gang activity, and teen pregnancy. Do you know that you can make a positive difference in the countless lives of those affected by domestic abuse and live fearlessly in every area of your life? Well, join us Sunday, October 23rd from 1 to 4 p.m. for the ultimate love, fear not, luncheon. Visit www.timetofly.org to register. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to the cdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. To talk to that guy, if you're watching on YouTube, LarryRosenthal.tv. There he is, 855-767-3123. Larry. Sure, Chris. Hey, real quick, also, next, uh, still there? You're still here, yep. Okay, sorry, yep, didn't didn't hear myself. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't, don't forget, next week we're having our Roth conversion webinar. We're going to be doing an economic market update. It's going to be October 25th, next Tuesday. We're doing two sessions. It's going to be from noon to 1 Eastern and then from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern as well. You can go to my website at LarryRosenthal.com. That's LarryRosenthal.com, top right-hand corner. Click on Seminars, and you can register for the webinar that's coming up. Again, it's going to be Tuesday, October 25th. There's uh, no cost for this webinar, so it's free. We will have people from all over the country on this. We're going to go through the details of the pros and cons of Roth conversions right now after we do a quick uh, few-minute market update and stuff like that. So. 
So uh, make sure you register. Again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Register October 25th, two sessions, noon to 1 Eastern, and then from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Both sessions are the same thing. It's live Q&A. You'll be able to ask any of your questions. We're going to give out all the do's and don'ts, pros and cons of Roth conversions, because right now is a good opportunity to take a look at doing Roth conversions, whether or not you end up doing it or not. Uh, but everybody at this point who has IRA money, traditional uh, IRA money, really needs to take a look at the value of, of looking to convert Roth uh, over to Roth IRA. So let's go ahead and welcome, who is this, Chris? Uh, Diane. Let's go ahead and welcome Diane online. Good morning, Diane. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing beautifully. I just have a question about investing in municipal bonds. I heard recently that they are paying up to 8%, and I was just curious about how you would go about investing in them. You can buy municipal bonds uh, directly from a municipality or through an advisor like our firm or any other firm, okay? And when you take a look at buying the municipal bonds, here's, here's the scenario there. The, the reason they're paying so much is because the price has gone down so much in them, okay? So as, as the price goes down, the yield will go up on the municipal bond. And now's a good opportunity to take a look at buying them the trick is, Diane, you want to hold it until it matures. And, and the reason why is because if, is, is if you buy that municipal bond today and interest rates keep going up, your principal is going to keep going down, but the principal will mature back at par. And what I mean by par is this. The municipal bond was sold at 100. Let's say it's 100. Just, just use it as 100, okay? And today, because interest rates have gone up, the price of that bond may have dropped to maybe 94 or 95. But if you hold that bond until it matures, then that bond will always mature at 100, okay? So you're going to get that appreciation on the price at maturity plus the interest all along the way. And if you like, I'll be happy to send you out uh, some information on municipal bonds, how you get them, what to look for when you're shopping the different bonds. And one of the things that we do at our trading desk is we'll call the trading desk just to give you an FYI, and we'll shop municipal bonds all over the all over the country. Uh, I see you're calling from Virginia, so we would look in Virginia first, see municipal bonds all over Virginia. Because if you buy a municipal bond, <clears throat> the the interest is federal tax free, and the interest on the state is state income tax free. If you're if you're if you're a resident of Virginia and buying a Virginia bond, if you're a resident of Virginia and you buy a Michigan bond, then you have to pay Virginia state tax on it. So you want to look at trying to do a Virginia bond first before you start shopping other, con uh, other not countries, but other states as far as municipal bonds go. But if you like, I'll be happy to send you out information on it all. Is that okay? That would be wonderful. Yep. Well, let me put you on hold here, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll have someone get the information out to you next week. Appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, another thing, too, is is a lot of, a lot of uh, municipalities don't really have the money to call bonds, too. So they're kind of stuck with some of this interest. And the reason why the yields are so high is because you're buying it in a secondary market. Um, they're not issuing new bonds at, at those levels, uh, so you're buying those in secondary markets, So, which is a good opportunity, definitely. 
You know, hey, so we've got the new tax numbers out next year for 2023. Income tax rates have been indexed up. I'm not going to go through the ins and outs of those. I'll cover some of the highlights uh, here this morning on the show. But you are able to save more money in your IRAs and your 401ks. For for 401k plans, people under uh, under age 50 last year were able to put in 19500 a year. Now you're able to put in up to 22500 And the catch-up has jumped people up to... 30000 another $7,500 so, so for people over 50. So that's a good thing as far as that goes. Um, Roth contributions have increased. Simple IRA plans have increased for small business owners. Uh, the gifting, gift you used to be able to gift up to $16,000 a year per person, per entity. Now it's gone up to $17,000 a year, which is good news for people that are gifting money away to, uh, to families, to heirs, and things like that. You still have, have phase-out opportunities uh, if you're a high-income earner as far as uh, contributing to IRAs and stuff like that. And I'm not going to get all caught up in, in the numbers salad type of a thing here. There's charts and everything that you can do out there. But, but give some thought to this. Because one of the things that I always tell everybody every single year, every single year, and people that do this, they say it works. You know, they, they say, Larry, that, this, this idea really works. It's very simple, and it doesn't cost much. But every year, if you're not already maxing out your retirement plan, go ahead and increase it by 1%. Every January, just increase your retirement contributions, whether it's going on the Roth side or the pre-tax side. I don't really care. Just increase it by 1%. Chances are you're really not going to miss it, okay? So just go back in January and increase it by 1%. Plus, if you're maxing it out, you're going to be able to automatically increase it if you hit the little max on, 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 on your contribution form, right? For those of you that have that already maxed out your 401Ks or, and, and you're putting money in elsewhere into regular investment accounts that are non-IRAs and things like that, Increase that as well. Every January, increase it. There's a good chance your cash flow is not going to miss it. And, you know, after a handful of years, you're putting more and more and more and more money away into your retirement future. So so go ahead and do that. And I have people that tell me every year, you know, you're right, Larry, we're, we're not missing it, and it, it doesn't cost much. And, and from a cash flow standpoint, it's okay, and we're getting more shares toward retirement. And so please think about doing that, coming into the, to the last part of the year. Tie that into where you can put money away, in, additionally into your 401K, government TSP, simple plans, uh, SEP plans. All these plans have been lifted up in order to, to save more money uh, due to inflation. Speaking of inflation, we've also got some numbers coming out for Social Security, getting an 8% raise in Social Security starting in January. Congratulations. That That's very good, but at the same time, very bad because that's how high inflation is, right? Uh, so, so, uh, but, but there will be some, some increases as far as that goes. So nuts and bolts of that, you know, as far as all the public service announcements and the markets and things like that, let's get down to some financial planning. You know, there are people out there, the, the average baby boomer throughout their career spends spends their career in 12 different jobs on the average 12 different jobs chris okay so that has created some issues over time one of the issues is lost 401k money lost 401k money just disappeared huh 
Well, it hasn't disappeared. <laughs> it's forgot still to there. Move, forgot to move but it. But people or? haven't gone back and claimed it. Yeah. Okay, they have not gone back and claimed it. And there's over a trillion dollars of 401k money sitting in accounts that people have not claimed. So you can go back. There's actually a national registry for unclaimed retirement benefits now. Okay? So <clears throat> stop and think to yourself. And, and I actually had this happen to, to someone, uh, uh, a, a client, uh, earlier this year found about he. They, they forgot that they had this old retirement plan, and there were a few hundred thousand dollars in it. Okay, yeah, I know. It's exactly that's exactly right. A wow, lot of money. That, wow. that's exactly right. And it was a good thing, right? It was a yeah. very good thing. So stop and think about this. Of people, I'm looking people now. Laugh for mine. all the time <laughs> because you know. Think about this. Maybe you're maybe you're 59 years old or something, and you had a job when you were 34, and you didn't put much in it or whatever, but now things compounded for all these years, plus the employer match back then. There could be some money in there, tens of thousands of dollars, if not more. So stop for a moment and think about to yourself, you know, where are all the jobs that I've had okay, in the past? Do I have a pension there? You might even have a small pension somewhere that you can go claim when you're 62 or 65 years old. Maybe it's $200 a month, you know, but that's better than a sharp stick in the eye, right? Okay, <laughs> so so go back and take a look at all of this. And as a matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> this is becoming such an issue, we put it on our website. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on our blog, and it's this month's article, okay? Uh, it's right there. It's this month's article on our website. Find that lost 401K plan of yours. Find that lost uh, retirement plan of yours. Think about all the different jobs, 403Bs, your defined benefit pension plan. You know, maybe you spent seven or eight years working for the county, and then you went into the private sector, right? You know, there could be a few hundred bucks a month there sitting for you down the road. So so do not neglect that. Or try to recontact your old employers. If they're not there, go to this national registry. I've got links right on my website, LarryRosenthal.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our webinar that's coming up uh, next Tuesday, October 25th on Roth conversions, okay, it's from noon to 1 and 6 to 7 p.m., lots of information on all of that. You know, in, in taking a look at, at <clears throat> you know, diving into some, some financial planning and things, you know, I want to talk about this subject here. We've, we've, t we've touched on this periodically over the years, and, and this, this, is, this is the roll up your sleeve and have deep conversations uh, with with yourselves, with your financial advisors, and these are fun conversations to have. At first, they're a little intimidating, but they're, they end up being a lot of fun. And it's talking about multi-generational financial planning. What is it? Multi-generational financial planning. Stop for a moment and think about this for a second. You and your spouse pass, or when you and your spouse pass, where do you want the money to go to? How do you want bloodline protection, or do you want bloodline protection? How can you ensure that multiple generations in the future are taken care of? And how can you ensure a way, or at least provide a way, give them an opportunity to continue to create more and more tax-free wealth for future generations? When we come back from this break, this is what the wealthy do. And they do it very well. They do it very simply. 
generation after generation. We're going to describe that to you and explain it to you. But meanwhile, give us a ring this morning. It's Open Mic Saturday at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-312. With any of your estate planning, financial planning questions, whatever's on your mind today, give us a call. You listen to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. That's 855-ROSE-123. Back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Do you know the effects of domestic abuse cost over $8 billion a year in the United States alone and contributes to homelessness, gang activity, and teen pregnancy? Do you know that you can make a positive difference in the countless lives of those affected by domestic abuse and live fearlessly in every area of your life? Well, join us Sunday, October 23rd from 1 to 4 p.m. for the ultimate love, fear not, luncheon. Visit www.timetofly.org to register. Get started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the Financial Planning Toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Hey, thanks for tuning in, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 is the number to call right now if you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal here live in studio. I've been, during the break there, I was logging on to the National Registry. I was hoping to find some extra cash here, some extra money. Did you find any, Chris? I don't know. I'm not done yet, but I do remember some jobs right out of high school, you know, where I did have those 401ks, and I don't remember doing anything with them, so I'm like, yeah, maybe there's you some money You could have there. had an employer matching your your your, I, con- yeah. your payroll, not necessarily your contribution, but just your payroll. So, wow. you know, when you got out of school, and when, when, when you got out of high school and you were 100 working... 100 years ago. Ma- yeah, maybe you were making twenty grand, okay, or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And if you chose even not to put money in, well, there's things called safe harbor laws that maybe your employer was a high-income person, and in order to pass the discrimination testing of a 401K contribution limits, they could have said, well, we're just going to sign up for safe harbor rules, which many people do, which means they automatically match at least 3% of your payroll of your salary into the plan, even without you contributing, okay? Wow. So there could actually be money that's been sitting in there. So go check out that 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 uh, that thing. So, yeah, I see you. <laughs> now, now, I'm doing it now. 
Get off the internet. Pay attention to the show. <laughs> after the show, you can do to, this. All right, okay? all right. How's that? Chris is hunting down some money here. here That's right. Hey, so you know this is this is something that that um, it's just a lot of fun to to work with clients on this. And when you hear these words, multi generational financial planning, a lot of people go, "Well, that's for the." You know, professional athletes, that's for the wealthy, that's for the well-to-do. No, it's not. Not only is it for them, but it's for you and I. It's for everyday Americans out there, okay? It really is. It is strategies to ensure that assets are going to your heirs and or charities in the way you want them to go and in a tax-efficient manner. Matter of fact, we're, we're probably going to be rolling out some educa- educational classes on this because there is $68 trillion, okay, wow. of wealth to transfer. How is that money going to go? How is it going to pass from the baby boom generation down to the next few generations, okay? What does it look like? What do you want it to look like? Stop for a moment and think about this, okay? What do you want the transfer of your assets to actually look like to your heirs or charities? How is it done? What are the four different ways, operation of law, beneficiary forms, trust, joint account titlings? What's the operation of law to pass those assets on, right? Okay, it's a topic, it's a topic that's talked a lot about, but it's, it's done on a minimal basis, okay? It really is. So let's break this down a little bit and, and take a look at it. You want to make sure that your assets are going to, to, to your, your, the people that you want them to go to and to charities, but, but you also want them to go there on the time frame that you want them to get it, right? Suppose you want your grandchild who's 14 to get some assets and you pass while they're still a minor. What's the conversation around that? Who's going to take care of that? Who's going to custody those assets? Who's going to do, uh, take care of that? For in the best interest of that child, okay? What about if you pass assets on to your, your children and, God forbid, their spouse passes or there's a divorce? How do you protect bloodline or do you want bloodline protection there, you know? Uh, you know, those types of questions need to be unpacked as well. And how do you do that? How do you go about ensuring that these assets are going to go where they where you want them to go when you want them to get there and and very importantly in a tax efficient manner how can you employ the friendly part of the tax code when you're doing these things right what about real estate okay how are you going to pass real estate on what about blended families today there's many blended families <clears throat> okay what happens if 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 two people get get married they have they, they bring children to the to, to, to the table from, from different marriages and now one they're moving into one spouse's home and and the other spouse and that spouse passes. Do you have a, f- a life simple fee estate for the surviving new spouse who can stay in that home but yet when that spouse passes or leaves the home, that home goes to the other spouse's bloodline family. How do you twist that pretzel around? How do you do all of that, right? These are real conversations with real people that aren't multi-billionaires. This is normal America planning today, okay? How do we unpack all of this? How do we figure out the road to success to pass assets on to our heirs without creating a fight at the beneficiary table in a tax-efficient manner where assets are liquid? 
How do we do this? This all falls under the umbrella, the heading of multi-generational financial and estate planning. Okay, this is not just for the uber wealthy. This is for everyday Americans now. Okay, what's the best type of money to give to somebody? Think about that, Chris. Any what's money. The, any money, <laughs> right? The well, there are two categories of money. Okay. There's what we call qualified money and non-qualified uh, money. Sure. Well, let's really break that down. There's tax-infested money, mm -hmm. and then there's tax-free money. Mm -hmm. Now, which money do you want? I'm taking the free. I don't, I don't want the if tax. it's the same amount of money, you want the tax-free money. Yes, sir. So your tax-infested money, when it comes to estate planning, is a term that a lot of people go, now I get it, I understand it, because those are dollars that have never been taxed before. And if they go to your spouse, it's no problem. But if they go to a non-spousal beneficiary, all of a sudden, uh-oh, they become tax-infested. Well, what if you were to take a look at using charities involved with this, ushering in a pooled income fund or a foundation or a, a charitable remainder trust within your estate plan to do multi-generational planning? Now, not only can you benefit a charity, but you can benefit your heirs tax-free by doing wealth replacement, legacy planning as well. Again, these are some fancy words. But they're used in everyday kitchen table, middle America financial and estate planning. This is not just for the uber wealthy at all. Okay? So what's interesting is when you take a look back, when you sit back and you study some of these things, the way these families do this, okay, you'll see one generation doing the estate plan. It passes down to the next generation. And, oh, by the way, Part of the requirements for the next generation is to do the same thing for the following generation. So we get this multiplying effect of creating more and more tax-free legacy dollars and assets for multiple generations to come down the road. Think about the power of that. You know, Think about this. If, if two generations ago, to you who's listening right now, your family would have done things like this or could have, maybe they didn't know about it where you would be today. Think about the opportunity you have to get educated on this and to pass this on to your heirs. And there's ways to go about doing this through insurance, through charitable giving, through different types of programs like that. How about business succession planning? What's going to happen with that business? You know, the, the two-thirds of, of businesses in the, in the U.S. are, are, are small businesses. It's, a ba it's the job-creating backbone machine of our country. Small businesses. How is that business going to be passed on? How is that business going to be sold to somebody else? Or you just walk away and it's done, right? Well, there's value there, right? How do you pass that on? How do you keep it going, you know, if, if you desire to do so? So a lot of different things uh, can, can, can be can be talked, not, not, not things, but a lot of different planning avenues, I should say, come out of a multi-generational family uh, pro, uh, you know, conversation. And what's interesting about this is it keeps on going on. You know, maybe you have two daughters right now in high school, okay? At some point, they go to college, they get married, right? Now you've got two other people in their family lineage now, and then you have grandkids. Now what's going to happen? How does that conversation change? How do the estate documents, the beneficiary forms change? How does that affect tax distribution, distributions when it comes to taxes? 
lots of different questions on this and i'm just i'm just you know feeding you through a fire hose here this morning with all of these questions because i want to drive home these thoughts these are types of conversations that we need to be having how about roth versus non-roth money you know should you convert Roth IRA over? You know, there, there, there's, there, there's two reasons why people convert money from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs, and that is because they want to themselves have tax-free income later in life. You know, maybe you're 68 years old, and you want to start having tax-free income in your latter 70s and your 80s. That's perfectly perfectly logical reason to convert traditional IRA over to Roth IRA. At the same time, the other reason why people convert money from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs is because they understand generational planning. They want to pass tax-free assets onto their heirs. Maybe you're, in a, maybe you're in a lower tax bracket today than your kids are. You're retired. Maybe you're in a 12 or 22% bracket, and maybe your children are in the 30s. Now you want to go ahead and pass and, and convert and pay the tax today so that you can pass assets on to your heirs tax-free in a, in, a, in a higher tax bracket for them. Therefore, you're getting a, a, a benefit on, on generational planning. You know, We'll be talking about that in our upcoming webinar here uh, next week. Uh, you know, on October 25th, again, you know, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, register, click on the seminar button. It's in the top right-hand corner. We're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions. That's part of this multi-generational financial planning, estate planning converse, conversation. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you give assets away in order to produce tax-free assets for your heirs? You know, trust, insurance, there's, there's wealth replacement plans, all kinds of things. We do these things all the time for clients. It's middle, you know, it's the kitchen table planning, middle America. This is not just for the uber wealthy anymore, not at all, especially when you take a look at our tax code right now. Our tax code <clears throat> is just a couple of years away from becoming very, very harsh. A lot of the estate tax assets that we can pass on right now have a very high exclusion level, but that's getting cut in half in 2026. Wow. January 1st of 2026, the estate tax problem is going to engulf a lot of other people, unless Congress and, the, and a president does something about it and continue to extend it. But it's going to sunset in, in January 1st, 2026. So be prepared for all this stuff. This stuff is coming, okay? Mm -hmm. And you need to be prepared for it, definitely. So, hey, go check it out. Go check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Register for our webinar coming up next Tuesday, October 25th, from noon to 1 Eastern and from 6 to 7 Eastern on the Roth conversion strategies, the do's and don'ts, why you should or shouldn't do it. Meanwhile, we're going to take a quick break here. Let's keep the phone lines open, Chris. We've got about 15 minutes left on the show. Give us a call this morning with any of your questions or comments on any topic at all. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. 
About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Get started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the Financial Planning Toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 is our phone number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to that guy, Larry Rosenthal, here on uh, LarryRosenthal.tv and on various different radio stations and on Sirius XM. Well, we're everywhere, Larry. That's awesome. Welcome it's back. fun. Yeah, it's it fun. is. Yep. It is. Yep. I like the YouTube, LarryRosenthal.tv as well. That's yeah. a lot of fun. It is fun. Also, live shows. And you can also go to the website, you know, and, and uh, watch past shows that, that we post up there as well. So, Chris, I got a question for you, you know. Oh, dear. Yep, I know. <laughs> it's Chris trivia time. Here we go, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not very well, good got, at these. Uh, you're pretty good at this one. You'll get this one. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay, so, you know, usually in most cases, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, when, when you're getting an iPhone or, or, or uh, you know, uh, Android phone or whatever it is, and you're trying to work the phone or you're working the computer or, mm. or whatever, you know, do you usually turn to somebody older than you for help and assistance <laughs> or somebody younger than you for help and assistance? Uh, usually it's somebody younger. Yeah, I think so. Gen- we can. In you, so my point is, we can learn from the younger generation, right? That's a good point. Yeah, definitely, we can learn from the younger generation. They grew up with this what? stuff. They grew up with it where we didn't. We were like, and we had little VHSs, and they have everything digital nowadays. So they is that what it is? They grew is up the with story? this. I mean, they were doing iPads when they were born. You know, it's just yeah, they, they know the stuff. The rest of us had um, to learn it. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> so my point is that we can agree we can learn from the younger generation, right? Amen. Yep. Well, let's take a look at let's take a look here at what Gen Z is doing right now. You know, you've got the millennials, you've got Generation X, you've got baby boomers, okay? And between the millennials, the Gen Xers, and the baby boomers, on an average between those three, they're putting away 12% of their income for savings. But the wow. Gen Z group, these are these are people age. Well, where's their age here? Their age is. Oh, I lost it here on my sheet. Their their age is eighteen to twenty five right now. Okay. Okay. Younger ones. And they are putting away fourteen percent of their income right now. Good for them. In retirement plans. 
those that are working 18 to 25 are now putting away 14 percent of their income they'll be wealthy by the time they retire. and they have stated this is a new study out by blackrock and they have stated we understand the need for savings and investments toward retirement 18 to 25 year olds are putting away two percent more than the average Boomers, millennials, and uh, Generation Xers. So kudos to them. I think I that's always thought I was going to move in with my son. Now I know I am. So that's <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, let's welcome Nelson on the line from from Missouri. Good morning, Nelson. How are you? Good morning. I have a quick question. Would you please compare and contrast uh, just buying a two-year Treasury? Sure. You know, when when you if first of all, let's let's start off even. Okay, if we bought a two year treasury at four percent and you got a two year CD at four percent. Okay, what's the deal there? They're both basic. They're both basically about the same. Okay. Now, if you're going to buy a two-year treasury at 4%, I'm just using 4% so we can do math easy, okay? And now, and now you say, okay, now I want to ladder CDs. The definition, <coughs> excuse me, Nelson, of laddering a CD is you take the bucket of money. Let's say you're going to put $10,000 into the two-year treasury, and now you're going to take $10,000 and compare it and contrast it into a laddering program of CDs. You might take... $2,500 and put them into uh, four different CDs, all maturing at different levels, but uh, all, all maturing at different times. Like you might buy a six-month, 180-day you know, CD, a one-year CD, and a two-year CD of $2,500 each, but all maturing at the two-year time frame like the two-year like two treasury would. What you're looking at there is what's your blended rate on the CDs. There's a good chance your blended rate on the CDs, just as an example, might be 3.75% versus the, the two-year treasury at 4. So the two-year treasury is going to win aggregately on the rate of return. The advantage of the laddering of the CDs is periodically over those two years – every six months, every 18 months, you know, whatever it may be that you ladder them out for maturity, you will have new money coming due for liquidity purposes and to also get a new prevailing rate. By laddering CDs, you're hoping rates continue to go up so that if you bought a CD today for six months, let's say at, at 3%, you're hoping that six months from now you can re-up that at three and a quarter because you're betting that rates will go up into the future. That's the that the liquidity freedom uh, periodically and the uh, hoping to get the prevailing rate higher uh, is the advantages of CDs. However, there's also a disadvantage there too because what happens if rates start to come back down and now you're giving up a, a CD that's maturing at three and a half and the prevailing rate is now three and a quarter. So that's the game that you're playing there, okay? That, those are the two differences right there. So it really boils down to um, what the delta is on the, on the laddering CD program versus the two-year treasury that you talked about and the liquidity needs going forward for the next 24 months. Does that make sense? Yeah, so basically, basically there's two parts to the equation. You have the return. 
insurance part of the equation and the risk part of the equation? Yes, and by risk, I would I would not really talk about principal loss risk because both of you know banks are are are, are guaranteed you know FDIC insured and the two year treasuries backed by the U- U.S. government. But I would talk about interest risk is what I would talk about. Rate of return risk is what I would talk about. Okay. Now, obviously, if you buy the two year seed uh, two year treasury and interest rates go up eight months from now. That two-year treasury that you put ten grand in might be worth nine thousand five hundred dollars because as interest rates go up, the principal value goes down, but it will mature back at ten thousand dollars at the par level. On the other hand, if you buy that two-year treasury right now and interest at four percent in this example, I don't know what the rates are uh, yesterday's close. I didn't see, but but if you if you take a look at at the two-year treasury right now and interest rates in the next two years go from four percent to three percent you might end up getting more than ten thousand dollars if you sell it before it matures remember it's always going to mature at that par but if interest rates drop and all of a sudden that ten thousand goes to ten thousand five hundred you know eight months from now you just might want to sell it and walk away with the capital gain profit on it okay yeah yeah so you know that at some point, well, you know, first of all, trees don't grow to the sky, but they also grow pretty high, right? Okay? So that's kind of the answer to the interest rate solution. But at the same time, the Fed's not going to continue to raise rates in perpetuity. At some point, they're going to stop. At some point, they're going to stop. And remember, the Fed affects the short end of the curve, which is the, where the two-year, the two-year Treasury plays. So, so, yeah. so at some point, the Fed's going to pause. Is it going to be November? I don't think so. December? I don't think so. What about January or March? At some point, we will get that relief, and you will probably see yields start to come back down at that particular point. Okay? Thank you. Pre- yep, appreciate the phone call, Nelson. I'll put you on hold, and we'll send you out all the information on treasuries and CDs. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- Rose one two three. Um, again, you know, real quick here, we just got the last couple of minutes of the show. Uh, I can stay online on YouTube if you like it, LarryRosenthal.tv to answer any questions. But uh, don't forget, go visit our website. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook as well. We send out a, a weekly market commentary every Monday morning. That thing comes right off hot off the press and comes out based off of last week's market action and kind of gives you a little view into what we're thinking about down the road a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, you can go ahead and follow us on Facebook. We send out posts on, on our Facebook accounts as well on just updated market commentary. And then, you know, don't forget to register for our upcoming webinar this coming Tuesday, October 25th from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern and then from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. There's no cost for this. And we're going to have people from all over the country on this webinar again looking at the do's and don'ts, the pros and cons, the whys and why nots, if you will, on Roth conversion opportunity, okay? Again, everyone who has traditional IRA money needs to take a look at whether or not they should convert money, pieces of it anyway, over to a Roth IRA. People convert for two reasons. They want to get tax-free money later in life, and they want to pass assets on to their heirs tax-free. 
So you can catch us again here next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Uh, during the week, feel free to give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. Uh, that's our 800 number. <clears throat> we'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. That you have. And, and a lot of times people call the office and say, hey, I heard, heard Larry talking about this, that, or the other on the show. We'll send out that material as well if you want to do that. Next week, we're going to be talking about our retirement checklist. We'll do a follow-up on the Roth conversion activity. But we've got a whole retirement checklist here of things that you should be considering that I didn't get over, as well as we'll be talking about next week, the difference between ETFs and mutual funds. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.